welcome to I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we talk about current and not-so-current events and answer the question, what's the hype? Uh, I'm Jay ho and with me as always is Groove. What's up? Uh, Joey, we're talking about some honesty this week. You got a song to start it off strong? I do. How about a little, oh, what a fool believes he sees the wise man has the power of reason away. <laughs> I can lean into that. So we've been off the air for what? Maybe a year now. A reason we've- away. <laughs> we decided to come back. You told me before we got on this phone call today that, uh, you want to talk about liars. Yeah, that's the topic for the week. And, uh, yeah, we're kind of relaunching the show here, and we uh, appreciate our old listeners, and we, uh, we're we hoping that we'll get some new listeners here and get get to get our audience back on track. Thanks for being with us. Uh, I mean, we're mildly hoping for some new, some new listeners, but I'm not in the market for any new friends. Yeah, no new friends. No new friends, like the song says. Uh, Groove, why are we called? I don't like their old stuff. You know, make a long story short, everybody knows this person and everybody has been this person at some at some point in their life and probably will be again, right? But let's say you listen to a band for for a long time. You you you've got their first album, right? You may even have their EP and then somebody else comes up to you and they said, "Oh, I just discovered this new band. They're so cool. I love that that hit single I heard on the radio." And then you turn your nose up in the air and say, "Ah, well, I only like their old stuff, right? And that can be translated into every single, oh, I only buy organic. I only, I only eat grass-fed, free-range beef. I only eat happy cows. It's a chance for you to let people know that you know more about things than they do, and you're not impressed. <laughs> so I can get behind. I can get behind. I've been that, I've been that person before. <laughs> You are constantly that. In fact, your life motto is if somebody pulls up next to you at a red light in an all gold car, you look at them and you say, well, that's cool. If that's what you're into. Yeah. You can't let you, you people get one over on you. If you let them think that you're impressed. So. <laughs> Got to temper that shit. So, so tell back. me about these liars. Well, I just this week I, I had a, a couple discussions over the past couple of weeks with people about a particular type of liar that you encounter because everybody lies at times, right? Everybody tells white lies every now and then. Nobody's perfect, right? You've been caught in a lie before, have you not? I believe I have. Yeah, go right ahead. Everybody goes, but there's a particular kind of liar, and one of my favorite quotes, and I think it's from Jerry Clower, is uh, some people would climb a tree to tell you a lie when they could stand on the ground and tell you the truth. Yep. And uh, it's so great because there are those people that you run into in life that will lie about things that you can immediately prove. Such as they will tell you that the door is closed when the door is visibly open and they're standing in the door and they will lie to you. And I don't know what, I guess there's some psychological background to that. I mean, I guess pathological liars, what you would call them, but you encounter them more than you think. And I think you encounter them a lot when you're a kid. Yeah, sure. And the problem is when you encounter them as a kid, you have less of an opportunity, like a less uh, capability to process that they're actually lying. Because when you're a kid, you want to believe people, right? Sure, yeah. You're not Take kidding. everything at face value. So I brought this up the other day, and a friend of mine said, oh, yeah, that's like the kid at school who said uh, his dad worked for Nintendo, so he got all the cheat codes. 
but he couldn't give them to you because uh, that would be a violation of company policy. Or that guy that has that girlfriend, but she's in Canada, so she can't come to the dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fr- yeah, exactly. And these are things that you could pretty easily prove, um, or just things that w- it doesn't matter that they lie about, you know. But people will do that. I was wondering if you had any particular stories involving any of that sort of lying. Well, shit, you put me on the spot. Why don't you go ahead and tell yours? I'll be not listening to you. So, about yeah. So I was in uh when I was like in I was probably like sixth grade. I was really I was into art at school, fine art, and I did this summer program. It was like a like a gifted artist program. Ooh. Yes. Gifted. Did you did you draw with a quill pen? I did. Yeah, I wore a beret. And, uh, yeah, fancy smock. Well, there was a kid in my Lunch class. today is going to be baguette. <laughs> croissant. Um, yeah, so there was this kid in my class named Eddie. And Eddie had all the stories, right? And he just always told – and I didn't, I didn't want to not believe him. I wanted to believe him because I wanted this kid to be my friend. And um, he told me that in the summers his mom fought in blood sport. <laughs> now, if you're not familiar with Bloodsport, it is a movie from the 80s, I believe featuring Jean-Claude Van Damme, right? Uh, you're right about Jean-Claude Van Damme. However, I think it was 90s. No, it's earlier than that. It's like late 80s, I think. Um, Am I th- I'm thinking a kickboxer instead? I think so, yeah. It, it, it spawned a, a bunch of uh, like like-minded movies but anyway it was this movie that was sort of like a it's sort of like mortal Kombat, i guess where this guy enters this this like uh, fight to the death martial arts tournament right? well let me just go ahead it was 88 right okay frank ducks d-u-x has spent most of his life being trained by tanaka to participate in kumite the ultimate martial arts tournament where participants are seriously injured even killed Okay. Yeah. So it's it's pretty much like fight to the death, super violent um, martial arts tournament. Um, and he said that his mom fought in blood sport. Okay, and that she I'm, was. I'm with Eddie so far. Okay, and she's she was the, she won blood sport. <laughs> Obviously, because she's still alive. She's the champion, right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, also uh, the, the it got even better. She he said that she lost an eye. In blood sport, <laughs> fighting in blood sport. Now, this there's so many things that this presume that, that this as the uh, the receiver of this lie, if you will, that I have to uh, be in willing disbelief of. I guess. Yeah. First, we have to presume that blood sport is a real thing and not a movie. Okay. That there's <laughs> that an actual sounds- blood sport. Yep. We're basically saying that blood sport is a documentary at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> that that it, if it's not a documentary, at least it's a fictionalized, uh, creative, creative nonfiction version of what is actually happening in the streets right. of Hong Kong. Based on a true story at best, right? Yes, based <laughs> on a true story. We also have to suppose that there's a women's division for this. And I don't think the movie had anything to do with that. Now, that's, I guess, more if we're going to say that there is such a tournament, I guess there could be a women's division. I don't know. Why not? I don't know, though, right? Because if you're thinking about blood sport, maybe maybe it's gender neutral. I guess so, yeah. I guess, but 
I mean, whatever. I, I equal opportunity for the blood sport, I guess. There you go. Um, but the the funniest thing about this was this dude's mom would pick him up every day, and she clearly had two eyes. <laughs> and I, I, not to be rude, but she wasn't really in the blood sport uh, shape that I would think that one would need to be in to fight in blood sport. Well, I have a few questions for you. Okay. Did you examine both eyes? I didn't get my flashlight out and do that thing that the doctor does when he thinks you've got a concussion. Because I, I didn't and I didn't get too close to her because I was afraid she might fight me. That's the thing about blood sport, right? Because you don't know. Maybe she doesn't look like she's in blood sport fighting weight, right? But yeah, maybe that's an advantage May, in well, the tournament. And the one thing you don't want to do is run up on somebody who's been in blood sport because they are liable to just attack with <laughs> certainly not from behind. Right? Yeah. You don't no, surprise no, no. Them. So this kid told me these lies and I believed them at the time even though when I look back at it now I'm like that was absolutely ridiculous and I'm sure if I thought about it at the time I would think that's absolutely ridiculous but I don't know what I don't know why as a child you believe those things I like I said I think it's you want to but I thought that was pretty good well yeah I mean the other thing right is that usually those kids telling those lies are the ones that are like at the center of attention Right. And so as a kid, you're ready to ride anybody's coattails. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so whoever's got the most crazy stories, they, they're the ones with the longest coattails. So we get thirsty for it as kids. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. You want to believe it. And that's why they tell these lies, I presume, is because they want people to like them. Right. Like, it, it's, the, go ahead. But the question then becomes what happens? What is Eddie doing now? <laughs> that's a good question. He might be fighting in blood sport, keeping the family well, dream alive. Obviously, he's carrying on the family business, but when he comes home at the end of the summer, right? Because obviously, blood sport's a summer sport. <laughs> seasonal thing, yeah. <laughs> it's not to be confused with anything else that's year-round, like the UFC, right? Blood yeah. sport's just summertime because they got to get sweaty, right? I mean, the fights have to be sweaty. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, what does Eddie tell his cubicle mate about his mom's past glory and missing an eye, or does Eddie even remember telling that you story? Think he's kept up that lie all these years. It's, it's I, I, I think that he's probably the kind of guy that would be selling tile now. Yeah. Works at a tile place, you know. And he's only got like a couple coworkers. He's like assistant manager because there's no one else that can do it, and he's really proud of that. Yeah, but and he's, he's moved on now, right? Because it's no longer st- tales, tales of uh, maternal violence. Now it's tales of sexual exploits. That yeah, he's been on. yeah. He's like single. He might be divorced. You know. He and goes down to Bike Week at Myrtle Beach. Yeah, he's got a Harley, but it's not really a Harley. He tells everybody <laughs> it is, but when he shows he's up, he's got a Kawasaki with loud pipes. Yeah, he shows up. He's like, yeah, the Harley's in the shop. You know, it's like I don't like to drive it that much. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a 72. Yeah. it's a, Oh, yeah? So a 72 what? Oh, uh, you know, a 72 Harley. Yeah, you know, it's a, a flathead, 72 <laughs> flathead. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so who, okay. knows, who knows where Eddie is, man? I don't know. It's it's often, this sort of lying is also uh, tends to lead to bragging about expensive things that people own. There was a guy that you and I used to work with at camp. And I'm not going to say who it was. All right. You might know, and I'll tell you later. That used to show me his chain. Remember back when people wore chains? 
When's the last time you saw somebody wearing a chain who wasn't a rapper? Uh, Been a while, well, right? You, you, the funny thing is, uh, you know, to catch our listeners up, those that have, have listened for a while know that I moved out of country. And I've just recently moved back. Yeah. Okay. And I've moved to New England. You but moved the thing from is, old the England New to New England. Was that? You moved from old England to New England. Exactly. Yeah. And there is a small pocket, an enclave, if you will, of guys that are still riding hard for Jersey Shore. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> believe it or not, I've seen a fair amount of gold chains on some super tan bodies <laughs> as of late. Okay. However, in um, mainstream American uh, culture, I have not seen a chain on anyone in a long time. But, like, when I was in, like, high school, middle school, it was, dudes were wearing chains, you know? You had to get that nice yeah. chain. I didn't, I never had one, but, so anyway, we worked with this dude at camp, and uh, he had a chain, and he was very proud of telling people about his chain, okay? And he would tell everybody that it was a $30,000 chain, okay? <laughs> very specific on how much the chain costs. Was it, was it, what, 29999999 before tax? I mean, what, how does it come out exactly it to $30,000? 30 Gs. I don't know. Maybe he just... I have maybe talked them down to that price. That state didn't have sales tax. They didn't have when you're paying when you're paying that much for a chain, they don't charge charge you tax. Okay. Uh, it's a cha- tax is already built into that price. But he yeah. said, but this isn't that chain. Uh oh. This is a replica of that chain that I had made, because the real chain is too expensive, and I have it in a safe at my house. Oh my gosh. And when I heard this, I was old enough to not believe in famous chain stories. <laughs> and I never said anything about it. I just kind of like went, hmm, all right. Well, you see, it makes perfect sense, though, right? I'm going to go to bat for this guy. Why? If, you've, if you got the 30 grand to drop on a chain, of course you're not going to wear it. <laughs> the notion of buying a chain. And keeping it locked up and wearing a replica shitty version of the chain when you could have just bought the shitty version of the chain and said you had the more expensive one, which I think was probably the truth. (laughs) I'm going to put my bet on the fact that that was a shitty chain and he just didn't want people thinking he had a shitty chain. So he said he had a better version of it, which I'm not a chain connoisseur, so I wouldn't have known the difference. Nobody knows to do it. Nobody cares. Oh, no. And I don't care anyway. It could have been a million-dollar chain, and I'd have been like, oh, that's what a million-dollar chain looks like. Hmm. All right. You see that painting on the wall over there? <laughs> that's it. You see it's a Picasso, right? Well, the real Picasso is in the safety deposit box in the bank. Oh, there are people that are so good at making fake paintings that they go for as much as the real painting. <laughs> How about that at auction? I, I paid more for that counterfeit than the mother <laughs> did for the original. I mean, it's it's a great reproduction. <laughs> yeah. So, and the funny thing, it, it gets funnier when you meet these kind of liars later in life because I think most people grow out of this. And there's a good chance I've told some tall tale lie when I was a kid that I don't remember. But um, yeah. to try to win favor. But there are people that continue to lie to you about shit like that. And like I've gotten to the point where I'm like, uh, no, that didn't happen. I just you know, it. This is 
This is embarrassing. You're the guy that told the lie. I'm about to get real with you right now. <laughs> All right, let's um, lay on my couch. Come on. I just, I just remember this. Oh, shit. I don't yeah, even want to. I don't want to tell, tell this story. I should have kept my mouth shut, but since we're in it, we're in it, right? Real talk. Okay, yeah. I was in high school, right? And I was at a boarding school. Okay. Which is say I would go back home on breaks and stuff and fill my friends in on what I, how, how crazy my life was at boarding school, right? And uh, I was downtown in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I was 15, 16 years old, 15 years old. Okay. And I got to talking to this guy outside of the hotel that uh, we were hanging out at. Now, bear in mind that this guy I was talking to could have been an – he could have been Eddie. Okay. Okay. But uh, the man asked me for a lighter for a cigarette. I gave him a lighter and we struck up a conversation, right? It was a benign conversation. We were just talking about the weather, whatever. Okay. And he's got this, uh, he's got this um, thing around his neck. It's like a backstage pass type thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and he said, uh, yeah, you know, Warren G's in town. You know, I'm his uncle, Warren G's from Chattanooga, and he's in town. He's got the penthouse at this hotel, I'm and we're all uncle. up there hanging out with him. You know, his mom's here, whatever, whatever. And we, you know, we the, he's in town doing a concert, and, and we're all here as family, and this is the backstage pass. Now, as you say, I had no reason not to believe this guy. Right. And he then offered me the backstage pass. Okay. What did you have to give him for it? <laughs> the, the the cigarette lighter now if that's i mean the one reason to believe that this is maybe true right is because if he's not his uncle right if this is not warren g's uncle that i'm talking to then he certainly wouldn't give away a backstage pass right right but by the same token, why are you going to tell some 15-year-old who you just bought a lighter from? <laughs> like, yeah, by the way, I'm hanging out with Warren G at the top floor of this hotel. Whatever. I take the backstage pass. I don't do anything with it. But when I went home, back down to, to, to Knoxville, I may or may not have told some friends of mine that I then took that backstage pass, got onto the elevator, went to the top floor of the pet house of this hotel, and hung out and spent the evening with Warren G and his family. <laughs> and it wasn't until... Was Nate maybe... Dog there? <laughs> I think I Certainly Nate so, Dog was there. If you're gonna tell that lie, you have to put Nate Dog in the story. I'm I'm sure that I referenced Nate Dog. Um, but I it wasn't until maybe three years ago. Like I had completely forgotten that I had told that lie, you know. It was yeah. Me just trying it was the exact same thing as Eddie, right? Me just trying to make my friends think I'm cool, right? right yeah. But uh, <laughs> I was out like hiking on a mountain with one of my friends and he brought that story up and I had the biggest wave of shame come over me and I said, dude, that was a lie. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> and he was so disappointed because he had held on to that nugget of truth that I had given him that. for he so long people. thinking what yeah. a cool you know evening I had had hanging out with Warren G. No, it wasn't true. He's got people he has to apologize to now because he told <laughs> the story true. of his friend who hung out with Warren G. You told me that story once. 
and tried did to I? get me to believe it. Yes. Well. And I did. And you did like, believe it? Yeah, and then like a day later, you told me it was a lie. <laughs> yeah. I guess you were just trying to give it one more shot to see. How Maybe, yeah. Trying to make myself seem a lot cooler than I am, but I'm not. I mean, I'm so not cool that that's the story I would come up with. <laughs> you couldn't have come up with a more exciting story than that, like your mom fighting in Bloodsport. <laughs> Losing an eye. You got to appreciate it. Maybe Eddie's making movies or something now, you know? Creative dude. I don't know. <laughs> which which really kind of parallels how creative I am right now, sitting on the other end of a microphone for a podcast. Yeah. Hey, he's making movies. I'm making a podcast. Yeah, he's making Bloodsport 5 right now somewhere. Straight to VOD. People are going to write in. Bloodsport 5 came out in 1993. Straight to video. <laughs> and I was I was at that Warren G concert. <laughs> yeah. Nate Dogg was not there. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, so liars, they're uh they're to be avoided. They're all around they, us. They are all around us. They could they can be entertaining though. They can be anyone, even your best friend. That's right. And then tell us stories about War G. Oh, just blood sport. My mom lied to me before, not not to gain any favor, but I I think I told this story before about the boiled peanuts. I don't remember this. You don't remember this? All my life, my mom told me that I couldn't eat boiled peanuts after 7 o'clock at night. And she told me this because it gives you nightmares. <laughs> my whole life, I've gone around I've gone around seeing other people eating boiled peanuts at like 8.30 p.m. and been like, aren't you afraid of getting nightmares? Like, really, put those down right now. Stop. Yeah, stop. Right? So I was back home. At my parents' house, and my dad cooks boiled peanuts every every once in a while. And so I was, like, thinking about eating some, and I was like, oh, it is kind of late at night. And then it came to my mind. It popped in my head, and my mom was in the kitchen, and I was like, wait a second. All these years you've lied to me about this peanut thing, right, Mom? And she was like, well, I was just concerned that you might have nightmares. But you had no proof, right? She's like, no, I just made that up. What, what what was it about the peanuts that made her concerned that that was what would give you nightmares? I don't know. Something made her, some red flag went off with that. I, maybe she just didn't want me to eat them all and she wanted to keep them for herself. That's I don't more know. like it. But I think about all these opportunities I've had to eat delicious boiled peanuts all my life in the evening time and had to pass it up because... You know, just I don't want to have nightmares. Relaxing on a fine leather chair, <laughs> throwing the seat out, mm, these boiled peanuts. Oh, delicious. Just turn the TV on and kick back. And I mean, I can imagine a few things that would be worse to eat at night, but not too many. I mean, canned asparagus is like the bane of my existence, but boiled peanuts is oh, right man. up there with canned asparagus. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it could be anyone, even your mom. So, yeah, liars, watch out. Uh, send us your best kid who lied to you as a kid story. I'm sure there's a lot of them. The funny thing is when that guy said, oh, the kid who works, whose dad worked for Nintendo, I immediately was like, oh, yeah, there was a kid that was like said his dad worked for Nintendo. These are these are how like uh, urban legends get spread, I'm sure. So yeah. These sort of things. Anyway, let's that's, get in these questions. Well, that's like knowing that kid that 
took too much. The, the big the big story going around when I was when I was younger was that it was like a a, a warning against drugs story. Yeah. That some kid had taken too much acid, okay. and was now in an insane asylum because he believed he was a glass of orange juice. Oh yeah, I heard that one too. You heard that, yeah. uh, which really begs the question of like, how do you communicate that to someone else that you are a glass of orange juice? Right. Because if you... you really think you're a glass of orange juice, then I would guess that you don't have the power of vocalization. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So just say no to drugs and don't trust your mom. Yeah, don't eat Pop Rocks and drink Coca-Cola either. I'll kill you. Uh, you ready to get in these questions? Yeah, let's do it. What's, uh, what's what we got here? We're starting off with uh, this is a question section of the podcast where we ask a series of questions and they have very important answers. It's like the cornerstone of the show. So uh, our first one and perhaps most important one, what's the hype, Groove? Well, I'm pretty excited about the NBA season starting back. Uh, you know, now that I'm back over here in the States, I'm going to be able to watch a lot more games in real time. You're not going to have me spoiling I- them all the time. You what? No, you're not gonna have me spoiling the ending all the time. It's so true, and uh, and so for my birthday <clears throat> two weekends ago, Mackenzie took me down to uh, the Mohegan Sun Casino, which is in Connecticut, where the Celtics were playing against the Knicks for a preseason game. And I guess this is kind of the hype and not the hype at the same time for me because. When the Celtics trotted out their starting five players, I only knew one guy. Yeah, you were like, who? <laughs> who? Who are these people? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the game was great. We had a good time. It was fun. And I'm so excited for the TNT halftime shows. I mean, I'm, I'm as excited to watch Charles Barkley talk as I am to watch world-class athletes play in the best league there is. Oh, yeah. See, I brought up this point during the summer when the World Cup was going on. I said that how great would it be to have that TNT announcing team call the World Cup games? I I don't think there's a better halftime show on the face of the earth, and I'm 100% behind your idea. I I would love to see those dudes in, in sports that they know nothing about. Just talking about the haircuts and the uniforms and what they think the strategy is. And challenging each other to see if they can be better at it. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I'd like to see them cover cricket. Yeah. Rugby. It really any sport that's not basketball. Kenny the Jet is uh he thinks he knows more than everybody else, of course. And uh yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. What's your hype? My hype is uh, I finally went to downtown Washington, D.C. over the weekend. Um, and by downtown, like I mean— first time in your life? Yeah, the first time I've gone to the, the mall and the Washington Monument and all that stuff. Um, I've been to Washington, D.C. many times, but just never did that, did the tourist thing. I was there for other reasons. Uh-huh. And uh, so we, we were coming back from a wedding in Pennsylvania, and we stopped through, and we're like, hey, let's go do the downtown D.C. thing for a couple hours. And I got to see all that stuff up close, and it was it was pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty jaded. I don't really care about anything in my life. But it was pretty cool to be that close to the Lincoln Memorial. Every single time I'm there, I think about Forrest Gump saying, isn't it great to be together in our nation's capital? Uh, yeah, I, and I think about how much I hate that movie. I thought about it while I was there. I've actually brought that up when I was there about how much I hate that movie and how I'm sure 
about 30 people a day try to reenact that scene where he walks across the disgusting pool of water that is the mall pool there. Um, yeah, but it was great. It was really great. It's good. What was your favorite monument? Um, well, the Washington Monument looks like a dick, so. Big dick? Yeah, that's probably my favorite. No, uh, the Korean War Memorial I thought was really cool. And it's, I guess, one of the newer things there. But it yeah. has the uh, sculptures of the soldiers walking through a field, and they're kind of life-size. Right. It's pretty spooky looking. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And the being up close to the Lincoln Memorial and seeing all the little flaws and imperfections in it was pretty, pretty amazing. Did you pull your penny out and compare? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's a good idea, though. I should have got that. would have been a great Instagram shot. <laughs> I had I almost couldn't get to the Lincoln Memorial because all the dickheads standing in the way trying to do the uh, look my fingers on top of the Washington Monument pose. Oh really? Or like I'm pinching the Washington Monument or the Washington Monument's going up my butt pose. You need to go by those people and give them a high five. Yeah, just get in their yeah. shots. Just get in there so that I'm the one that they're that they're. There's a there's a video of some guy doing that while everybody's trying to hold up the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah. <laughs> Spends like six hours there, just high fiving people all day long. High five! I thought that in the summer, a great thing to do would be just walk around with a sign that said, "I will take a picture of you with your camera for a dollar." Because I think that people would do it. They probably would, yeah. But a lot of people don't want to ask, you know. You see a lot. Of yeah, that was the thing, right? So I spent the last three years living in London. I won't talk about it every episode, but fuck it, I'll talk about it right now. And I was at I absolutely embarrassed the hell out of my wife anytime we were out together i was like hypersensitive to people all over town um either lost or trying to take pictures or trying to plan out the rest of their time it it, it even got to a point where i was eavesdropping on conversations people would have on the bus <laughs> you're just springing out from behind the bus seat like well i can tell you where to go no, I swear to God, that is the that's the truth. That's how it was, and uh, and I was that guy that would always be like, "Oh, you need you need somebody to take a picture," <laughs> and like that would be fine, right? That's reasonable, except for the fact that I'm like a a relative. You know, I mean, I'm not mean, I'm not scary, but I look not the part, right? right I'm this big, big bald guy with a yeah. with a oversized beard, just popping out and saying, "Oh, you want me to hold your camera for you?" The best thing is when someone offers that and you have no desire for them to do it. That happens right. to me all the time. It's like, no, I don't. I'm good. And then they no, they demand. We're not together. No, I, I don't know that person. No, I don't. I'm not even with. No, uh, I really don't want you to take my picture. Okay, I guess so. Here. Yeah. Well, that way to Fleet Street. <laughs> Just in case you were curious. Yeah. I want to go back to D.C., though. It was pretty interesting. There's a lot. I think there's a lot of things I could complain about there, so I want to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my complaint is that uh, we had some friends come visit from England, and they stayed with us for you know a month, and they were going to various cities yeah. uh, on the weekends, right? So they would stay with us during the weekdays, and they'd go to Boston, New York, etc. And we were going down to West Virginia together to go to a wedding, and. Um, and I thought it'd be nice to take them by D.C. because they had no other opportunity to do so, right? right. And uh, for those of you that live on the East Coast, you know to avoid I-95. But my dumbass hops in the car at 6 a.m. on the morning, on a, you know, on a Friday morning yeah. to drive south 
all the way down to D.C. on 95. And to cut a long story short, we had to be at that rehearsal dinner at like 6 o'clock at night. And it's supposed to be a 10-hour drive, but going on I-95, there was it took us 12 and a half hours. Oh, my God. So we drove the whole way in order to see D.C. and to take him to the Lincoln Monument, but we couldn't even get off the highway. We just had to press on. It was. <laughs> yeah, this is what D.C. looks like from the interstate. Yeah. That's great. They got some culture yeah. out of that. Culture. You're right. Uh, so it was not the hype. Not the hype. I mean, I don't really have one other than my normal complaints about uh, drive throughs you know? <laughs> You're still repping, you're still riding for the drive-thru? Man, I mean, sometimes I want to go through the drive-thru, you know, and get me a delicious Diet Coke. And uh, I've complained about it many times, but my new, the new thing, my new jam, is people that don't pull up in the drive-thru. There's, and it's, it seems to be worse in my town, Wilmington, where I live, than anywhere I've ever been, where people will not drive forward and take up the space in front of them when they're in the drive-thru. So I can't get, I'll be like perilously close to the speaker to order. I'll be close enough to where my car is triggering the speaker. So they think I'm up near the speaker, but I'm not. Right. And so they keep asking what I want. And I'm back here like, I can't, I can't yell loud enough for you to hear me because this person won't pull up ahead of me. You need to keep one of those old 1960s cheerleader megaphones in your car. <laughs> just, just, yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting because it would make my voice be distorted like their voice is, so they might think that I was... Speaking of, speaking of bold lies that may or may not be true, because I don't know if this is true or not, right? But I had a girlfriend back in high school. Okay. Who's, uh, All right, now I know you're lying. <laughs> yeah, she was a she was a model, but she lived in California. Yeah. Um, but her mom would always go to Chick Fil A to get her Diet Coke. Okay. And she said it was because since Chick Fil A and Coca Cola were both started in Atlanta, that Chick Fil A had worked out a deal with Coca Cola to get a higher grade of syrup than any of the other. Like it was even better than what was in the bottle. Right. And so she exclusive now now I chose to believe that, right? And I still kinda do, right? Because anytime I've ever gone and it, it's probably placebo, right? But I go to the Chick-fil-A, I got a Diet Coke and it just tastes so much better. Well see, there could be truth to that because there's different types of syrup. Some of the syrup has the uh, high fructose corn syrup and some of it has the actual cane sugar in it. Yeah, And that's why uh, it used to be, I think they've done away with it everywhere now, but it used to be like if you got Coke uh, in a country like Mexico, you would get the cane sugar version and it tastes better and it doesn't have that uh, more syrupy taste to it. So it's possible they could be getting the cane sugar, the good stuff. Well, if anybody knows any more about this, please email us. I only like your old stuff at gmail.com. The we need to get to the bottom of that. The secret of that might have died with S. Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, who died like a couple weeks ago. There's your current events. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, you got any hype still out? Hype still out? Uh, oh, this movie Gone Girl that everybody's going crazy over. I don't know anything about it, and I have not gone to see it yet, but I really want to see it because it's David Fincher. Yep. Uh, Trent Reznor did the soundtrack, yep. and uh, Ben Affleck's in it, which is not that great, but he's been good the past couple of movies I've seen him in. So, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, a couple. I haven't been to see too many movies since I've been back. I've seen one movie. Yeah, the drop. The who? Drop. The drop. 
Yeah, it's got James Gandolfini and uh, Tom Hardy. It's written by the guy that wrote Mystic River and um, I don't know, some other shit. How I is mean, James Gandolfini, not to, you know, too soon, but how is James Gandolfini still in movies? That was his last movie that he filmed. He's like, dude's, dude's like Biggie now. He's, He's still releasing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of interested to go see Gone Girl. I heard a couple people talk about it, and, and one person said it was better than the book, which is like the first time I've ever heard somebody say that the movie was better than the book. Yeah. There's been one, I can't remember what it is now, but there was something I was talking about the other day about how I thought that the movie was better than the book. And yeah, but that usually does not happen. Uh, but I'm a sucker for David Fincher. I love his stuff. And, you know, he directed the first couple episodes of House of Cards, I guess. Yeah. And uh, just love his style. Did you ever see Zodiac? I did. I did. Yeah. So I never went to see that. But apparently it's his best movie. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's his best movie, but I it's good. I think uh, Seven is his best movie. Well... Come on yeah, now. I mean, I don't I, look. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not. I, mean, I, I got immediately yeah. defensive for no reason there. You weren't even. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even say this. I, I, I mean, I think it's great. What's in the box? You know, I mean, hell. But uh, I mean, I, I think I probably, for me, as cliched as it is, but it was the, part of it was the timing. But for me, it's Fight Club. Yeah, you know that I'm a. I'm not much of a Fight Club fan. Well, we can move right along because I've actually got a hype still out. All right, well, hit hit me with it. My birthday was just a you know a few weeks ago. You and, brought that up like three times now. So something happened on your birthday. Did I not <laughs> tell you happy birthday enough. Happy birthday. Hey, I appreciate that. Um, you don't have to be passive aggressive anymore about it. Carry on. So my, my birthday was just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I just I just got a package yesterday. Just so you know, I mean, birthday present can arrive late. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But my in-laws got me one of these uh, Bluetooth portable speaker system things. Okay. Like it's like a jam box, right? Okay. Is that what you're talking over right now? <laughs> no, but. So, you know, since we've been back, I haven't had, like, any kind of stereo system in the house. I, I've just been listening to my phone. Yeah. And I like the thing about the phone, right, is this awful audio quality, but I listen to a lot of podcasts on it. So I don't really care about the audio quality. All I care about is whether or not I can hear it. But so I got this this little speaker thing now and I, I like opened it up yesterday and charged it and everything and I started using it and I found that I just I don't know what to do with it. I don't know whether or not to leave it in one room because like if you turn the volume up it's too loud in that room but you can go around the rest of the house but if I walk too far away then it comes out because my phone's in my pocket. So I wind up carrying it around the same way I would carry around my phone. Well I'm sorry that this horrible tragedy has been foisted upon you i'm not it's saying it's, it's not my not the hype i'm really excited about it <laughs> i'm excited about this these things are nice and i really wish i had a nicer one i have a, mine's a wired one but uh it's uh having the bluetooth one's nice i'm i definitely wouldn't whine about it if i had one <laughs> just saying <laughs> well maybe you should have a birthday 
Yeah. Well, if I do, when I have my birthday this year, I'll I'll keep mentioning it for at least three weeks afterwards. Yeah. Make sure it's afterwards, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 pretty excited about it because I want to listen to music, but I just don't know what to do. Like, do I carry it? Do I bring it in upstairs with me? Have a handle on it? Do you put it on your shoulder like a boombox? <laughs> What you been consuming? Um, TV shows. Been watching a lot of TV shows. What uh, are you getting into any of the new stuff? Uh, I haven't. I, I haven't found. I've heard. I'm thinking about Gotham because I heard that show's good, and I like comic books and stuff. But I just haven't. And my boy Ben McKenzie from the OC is in it. I mean, we both ride hard for Ben McKenzie. Yeah, we do ride hard for him. Um. I'm a little excited about that, but I'm gonna wait and just kind of watch that as one season, I think. Uh-huh. But uh, I've been watching Walking Dead. Oh. Well, and by watching it, I mean one episode has come out of The Walking Dead. And yeah. That show last season was really pretty good, and this the way they started this season now is really good. Yeah. And I've talked a lot of shit about that show over the years, and it was really bad for a long time, but I actually think that it's worth watching at this point. So then, okay, so tell me this. I quit at the end of the first season, right? Like, uh, a couple episodes into the second season, I was half-watching, and I was like, oh, this, okay, it's ridiculous, you know, it's just yeah. not good. I need to abandon it, whatever. Can I go back and watch last season without having to worry about anything else? I don't know. It's a really complicated show to get into because the first season, the first episode is great. The rest of the first season is steadily downhill, and then it just keeps going downhill until the end of season two, and it is really hard to get into for me. What I'm saying is can I pick up on season three and not worry about season two? I think you might be able to. It might be worth it. You'll be confused about some stuff, and you'll be like, why is this person not around anymore? But I think you could probably do it. I mean, I'm pretty sure I got the answer to why is this person not around anymore, right? Yeah, well, you've read the comic book. But the reason um, why it's gotten so good now, or not, I'm not sure if I will say it's good, it's gotten so much better now, is because they have they've freed themselves from the comic book in a lot of ways. Yeah. So they've got to the point where it's like, I'm okay with them. I, I would rather them just get away from the comic book than halfway do it, you know? And that was a lot of my problem with the first season. It's like, if you're going to... If you steer right when the comic steers left, that's fine. I will yeah. give you that. But I didn't see any good reasons why they were steering right instead of left. Yeah, and, and a lot of the decisions they made took took a lot of the emotional impact and the stakes out of, the, out of decisions that are really important in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Which is like the whole reason the comic book isn't even that well written. It's just it does these things emotionally that are really good and that's what makes you want to read it yeah nobody's safe yeah and but if you're uh, give andrew garfield a contract for a whole season you know he's not gonna die yeah exactly okay all right yeah but i yeah that's all right i'm into it whatever so there's only like eight or so weeks left of the cold bear report oh all, all time yeah before he's done yeah are you, are you watching, watching it? the shit out of that. <laughs> I, I watched the one with uh, Carol Burnett the other day, and it was really good. She was really funny on it. Yeah. I I, I kind of wish that, that the Daily Show was ending and the Colbert Report was ending. 
Like, um, uh, so I got an album recommendation that you may or may not. Wait, like. before you leave that, have you watched that show with John Oliver, the HBO show? Yeah, uh, I I didn't watch it when it started because I don't really care for John Oliver. Too I don't much. either. I didn't think he was that good on uh, Daily Show and stuff, and I hated him on Community. Right, and and then, you know, a couple of his segments, you know, got some popularity online. Yep, that's how and, I started and watching. And I watched those segments, and I was like, oh, well, those are pretty good, you know. And so I've watched maybe three episodes, and uh, and I think it's a good show. I think I think he's a lot better in his own show. He's a lot more tolerable. He's still got some moments that make me cringe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but, but I think he's way better because he's being himself rather than playing a character. So. You know, yeah, he's being. Yeah, he's uh, he's less obnoxious, but I think he gets a lot of my forgiveness because of some of those, like the civil forfeiture segment was. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I watched recently. Yeah, it's really good. All right, anyway, carry on. Well, so I've been listening to a lot of new music lately, and there's a uh, a band that I'm pretty sure my buddy that recommended this band to me. He said about himself and I agree with him that I'm not sure I'm cool enough to really like this band because they're definitely way cooler than I am. Right. And I mean, we, we the thing, there's, there's been this thread that's gone through music in the past couple of years is that hipsters are really easy to hate on, but hipsters are kind of like the people making the best music these days. Oh, yeah. And this is one of those bands. It's called Group Love. Have you ever heard of them? I have heard of them. I've not listened to them before. So they have... Their second, I think it's their uh, second oh, album called Spreading Rumors. It came out in September. Okay. Their drummer is ridiculous. He's got one of those uh, two bass drums, you know. Two bass so drums. He, he, yeah, he can he can double foot it. All right. It's pretty good, man. I strongly recommend checking out Spreading Rumors. And then Primus is coming out with an album. Uh, okay. Primus is. Yeah. They played here a couple of months ago. Well, this is only music from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. I've heard some of this. I think they've been doing it live a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. They're like going on tour to play it live. And I was just listening to it yesterday and I enjoy it. From the original uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. 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 I don't, I never saw the. Johnny Depp. The Johnny Depp classic? You didn't see that? No. <laughs> I got a musical recommendation. It's just a, one song. It's, uh, it's on the hipster tip. It's uh, Broods. Bridges is the name of the song. Broods is the band, and Bridges is the name of the song. So the past, like, ever since my wife and I have been together, yeah. I've always kind of shitted on her music taste, right? And not, not like... Uh, only because I turn into that guy, right? When Whenever she's trying to make a musical recommendation, it all comes from one recommendation she made when we first started dating, which is ironic because the first album she ever recommended to me was The Flaming Lips, Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots. And I freaking love that album, right? Yeah, but her album. second recommendation when I was really leaning into it because she had just given me a good one was Spoon. Oh. And I couldn't stand it, right? Oh, <laughs> so from then on I've been like I don't know I don't want to hear it right yeah. she has recently <laughs> downloaded like two or three albums that my friends have come to me to ask me for 
and I didn't even know she had them. And the first one was Milky Chance, and the second one is this Broods album. Oh, really? So she has that Broods album? Yeah, she's she's got. I mean, I, I don't. I haven't like listened to it ago, yet, so. but I'll check it out. That listen to the Bridges song. It's like one of those songs that you and I both love. Songs that are kind of epic and build and build and build. Right. And it does that. Um, it builds. Is up. that the band that was on? Um, Saturday Night Live this past week? They may have. I haven't watched Saturday Night Live this season. They could have been on there, though. It's like a guy and a girl. It reminds me a lot of uh, Sleigh Bells. Okay. Um, just kind of electronic-y, a little bit of house stuff in there. Um, so it's not It's not the same. Um, the same what? Uh, well, I was trying to figure out the, the third band that she had downloaded. downloaded um, because they were just on Saturday Night Live. Okay. St. Vincent, uh, maybe? No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Roots. Yeah, I'll Roots. That song, Bridges. I haven't listened to the rest of the album. I don't know what the fuck the rest of their music sounds like, but I like that one song. So. Well, then you might like this one song that she um, also was falling in love with uh, this past week. It's called Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. Cool. I'll check it out. Check it out. I'll check it out because she recommended it, not because you recommended it. Obviously. I know. Call back. <laughs> Listen to the old episodes. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Anything else? I think that's about it. Yeah. Well, uh, that's good. We're uh, trying to get our stuff straight, and hopefully we're going to have it all, the iTunes working and everything again here soon. But uh, you can check us out at uh, IOnlyLikeTheirOldStuff.com and uh, Facebook.com slash IOLTOS Network. And check us out on Twitter, which we never tweet, but uh, it's, uh, what is it, IOLTOS? That's it at IOLTOS on Twitter. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks to Zell. Thanks to uh, Clave. Thanks to Miss. Thanks to Kevin, I guess. And uh, all y'all out there listening, thanks a lot. And check us out. And uh, we out. See you next time. Have a good night.